I'm over 50, I'm over 12 stone. I'm not what somebody would see as a runner. I never thought that something like England Athletics was something that I could be a member of. I knew I wasn't going to be a professional footballer, I wasn't good enough. And that was clear from, from when I was released. But I feel like I've always had that sort of desire, that drive to be the best I can be. And I found that through running. You need lots of passion. <laughs> you need to be slightly mad as well. It's a lot of organising, particularly closing 30 miles of roads. And especially when you've got in the UK's second largest international airport in the middle of your route. Hello, you're listening to the England Athletics Podcast. Some great stories on the show this time. You'll hear from James Westlake, who was originally a footballer. Released by Millwall age 15, he decided to take up athletics and is now a marathon runner for England. James has been speaking at a special road running themed event that we've been to. We'll also take you behind the scenes at Stevenage and North Hearts Athletics Club to see what makes it tick. As always, you can get in touch with your thoughts or points you'd like to discuss via social media, Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. Hope you enjoy the show. Well, let's start with the Road Running Road Show here in Crawley, just south of London. I'm with a few people from England Athletics and, and hopefully many of us are going to join and hear from our International Athlete Special Guest who you'll hear from later. Oh, what's your name, sorry? Charlotte Fisher. I'm the Road Running Manager. It's an opportunity to uh, really share with clubs all, all the different programmes that England Athletics has that supports road running clubs. So everything from kind of grassroots, you know, beginner programmes run together to the performance side of things as well. And obviously we've got James here this evening to sort of finish off the evening and explain a little bit about his journey in terms of uh, his international athlete. Well, you touched on the performance side there because a lot of people are very enthusiastic about running... <laughs> And seeing how good they can get aiming for targets but maybe not aware of the opportunities that are available there if they take road running seriously maybe international opportunities could be on offer nobody's an elite athlete straight away they start in a club and um, go along a journey and, and perhaps discover they've got some talent ability and, and actually that the right coach and the right support and the right club environment um, that, that talent you know potentially gets challenged towards international opportunities and, and we have a series of road running international opportunities as well um, which we tie to our England championship events there's a little bit of incentive there for England club runners to take part in in those championships in order to secure themselves a place on international teams as well. We're in a room full of athletes, coaches, officials, uh, event organisers, event founders, club founders, mental health champions. My name's Julie Kelsey, so I'm a leader in Run Fitness. I actually work for the local authority in Crawley at Crawley Borough Council. I'm an event director and an ambassador for Parkrun. And uh, David Kelly, I'm an event organiser. I organise a couple of quite large road races, Intersport Run Rygate and British Airways Run Gatwick, which we launched last year in 2018. We've also got England international uh, James Wetslake, who uh, was a guest uh, this evening. and We'll speak to you, James, in a moment. So first of all, let's just get an idea of what it's like to start an event from scratch. For Run Gatwick it kind of happened around the pub conversation, the sitting around the table saying Crawley doesn't have a road race, it doesn't have a big event, it doesn't have a big sporting legacy type event, why not? We should have one, everyone else has one. I had a chat with our chief executive, he went, yeah it's a great idea. I then went out to other organisers and looked for expressions of interest for them to come into the town and to put that event on. That's where we got involved with Run Rygate. From your point of view, David, what were the sort of steps that were needed to make it all happen and what was it like once it was achieved? 
you need lots of passion <laughs> you need to be slightly mad as well it's a lot of organizing particularly closing 30 miles of roads and especially when you've gotten the uk's second largest international airport in the in the middle of your route i'm very lucky i have an amazing small amazing team we have built really good relationships with local authorities and with the police when it comes together on the day and you see all the smiling runners and you meet amazing guys like james it is about the most rewarding job you can do I think local authorities are looking for something more as well, bringing people into a town that might not usually come into the town. You know, often events are going to go in and the first thing they're going to say is we want to shut off half your residents and not let them out of their homes for four hours on a Sunday morning. And I think it's quite important to build that business case and that information. You were just saying off air about uh, how you got into running and, and participation. Explain that you, you may not be seen as a typical runner and the challenge that brings, which is really interesting. Yeah, I suppose actually from an England athletics point of view, so I'm over 50, I'm over 12 stone, I've always been like, you know, overweight. I'm not what somebody would see as a, as a runner or I never thought that somebody think like England athletics was something that I could be a member of and I lead a workplace run and Park Run has got me involved obviously in doing lots of stuff as well. So historically I just used to do Race for Life once a year, then six weeks before Race for Life trained to run again and then I just carried on entering events. I went to a 10k event where everyone else was a male club runner and I was a bit overwhelmed but there were 10 people behind me so I was okay. I can run with somebody like an England international like James is, so, which doesn't happen in most other sports, is it? James, just give us an introduction to your unusual background and how you got into athletics. My background is very much football-based. Um, I started at Mill and, and played there until the age of 15, so from about 9 to 15 and, and was released. Um, sort of went around a few clubs and played sort of non-league football, semi-professional football, until I, I picked up an injury, as, as many footballers do. Got running, needed to get fit after the injury, and my mum was running the London Marathon, so um, off we went, and, and I ran 3.14, in 2012 and have never really looked back and it's sort of grown from there. It's interesting because a lot of um, young boys or young girls grow up wanting to be footballers. Well, a fair amount get released at that age. Would you consider yourself lucky to a certain extent? You've gone on to use your sporting talent. Yeah, very much so. I mean, uh, being released was certainly a, a learning curve for me and for, for that to happen at that age has probably put me in a good place, really. It's, I've learned from it and I've built on that experience, but I've always been very driven. My family would, would say I, I take that from whatever sport I do into my working life as well. So I've, I feel that like I've always had that sort of professional outlook. I knew I wasn't going to be a professional footballer, I wasn't good enough, but I feel like I've always had that sort of desire to be the best I can be and I found that through running. Hopefully, having now put the football to one side, still enjoying watching, but taking the running seriously, hopefully that can push me on to achieve better things. Gaining international experience for England, what was that like? Uh, yeah, last year was incredible, and, and I, was, I was so honoured and so proud that England Athletics had given me the opportunity to go out to Toronto. The whole experience was, was a fantastic learning curve for me, not just the race itself, but the whole build up right the way from when I was selected to the time that I crossed the finish line. You know, when I've got grandchildren and I'm sitting around a fire or whatever watching the TV, I can say I've, I've represented my country. It's certainly something that I'm extremely proud of, no matter what happens. Any particular goals that you're working towards? You're 27 now, but marathon runners, distance runners can run successfully well into their 30s. 
So I'm new to the sport. I, I came in at marathons. I didn't really know about 10Ks and half marathons and park runs and 5Ks. So to run under 30 minutes for a 10K is the target. To get my half marathon time down, that's not probably where it should be considering marathon time. So marathon's where I came into it, so I'd love to run 216, 217, 218 for a marathon. Still support Millwall? I'm actually a Charlton Athletic fan, so it's a little bit awkward. I, <laughs> I, I go to the New Den sometimes. Um, so, yeah, Charlton aren't in the same league anymore. So I don't what about Crawley Town? <laughs> The yeah, local club. Yeah. <laughs> it's difficult enough watching Charlton, but <laughs> no, I've been to Crawley a few times. Um, they're, they're my club. My dad took me there. So, um, yeah, I'll try and, try and get across and watch them as much as possible. Well, as well as being at the Road Running Roadshow, uh, Chris Jones has been out and about at Stevenage and North Hearts, our club visit for this month. Let's find out how he got on. Hello, and welcome to the fifth England Athletics podcast from Stevenage and North Hearts Athletic Club, the Ridlin Stadium. And we're here on a Thursday evening training session. I would say there are around about 60 individuals here warming up around the track on the infield, being put through their paces by numerous coaches, coaching assistants. And uh, this really is a great club and an example of where the Game Changers programme, funded by England Athletics and Spirit of 2012 Trust, has really got a grip on the club with numerous young people going through their volunteering steps. We're here tonight and we're going to uh, interview a few of the volunteers and the participants and uh, find out what makes this club so special. Paul Picard, the chair of the club, whose children, all three of your children, compete here at the club, so a bit of a family affair. Just tell us a little bit about the club, its history and uh, why it's such a special place. Well, the, the club's been in existence just over 50 years when the two clubs in North Hertfordshire, Stevenage and then North Hertfordshire, merged together. has been going from strength to strength ever since. We've now got about 350 members. It's become like a second home to many of the people who are, who are here. I think we probably do spend more time here than, than at home. Hello. Really, really friendly, supportive uh, atmosphere. It's just a really great place for people to spend time. That's excellent. So what will we find tonight? Probably going to be one of those occasions where the battle hardened will be here. Sub-zero temperatures. So uh, is it a normal training night? It'll be a normal training night tonight. Um, we'll have all the different groups middle distance and sprinters and throwers uh, all, all combined eventers all uh, doing their thing this evening the big advantage this evening is that the track's not covered in snow like it was on tuesday so it should be should be nice and easy for people really so range of ages tonight youngest competitor uh, well the range of ages this evening they'll be down from around about 11 years old our very youngest athletes and trained on separately on, on monday night yeah but then from school year six upwards, in, including some, some adults as well. The majority of our members are school age. Yeah. We do have a few seniors around as Older well. senior is? Uh, older senior who is like, if you, who trains, whether they'll be here tonight. Yeah. Early 60s, probably, if, if, if some of the, the oldest would, would to appear, but, but certainly sort of in the 40s. And, and so, so it's not Mick Shortland who's just walked in through the door, East Region Chair. Of the council and also board director at England Athletics. You're not you're not planning on making a, re- a comeback tonight as a hammer thrower or something, Mick. No, but I understand you're keen to try it out, so we're looking forward to seeing you doing that. Anyway, moving on quickly, <laughs> uh, we'll see what's possible. Shall we? we had a heavy uh, gym session this morning and all that, so I'm here with John Harris, who's the club support manager for England Athletics in the area. Uh, you see a lot of clubs on your travels, John. Uh, this has always been. Uh, a pretty important club to the east of England. What do you think makes this club so special? 
I think it makes it it's special because it does, as Paul said, open up doors for all the children in the local community, um, and it plays an important part in the community, making sure it's somewhere for children to go, um, have fun, socially meet other friends, and really just enjoy themselves and at the same time keep fit and um, follow a hobby and a passion. Right, so I'm stood here with Norma Harris, long-serving stalwart of Stevenage and North Arts uh, Athletic Club. One We're, foot in the grave, yeah. There you are. You said that, not me. We are trackside, ready to uh, watch... The young athletes, many of them young, I would say, in their teenage years, ready to be put oh, through their paces. There's one or two that would disagree with you over that. Oh, really? Oh, John Harris isn't training tonight, is he? Or no. Paul Picard? All <laughs> oh, right, OK. So, Norma, tell us what's going to happen tonight. I've got a group called Multi-Events, which is all the youngsters that haven't specialised, who want to try everything from effectively 10 years to bet. And, and most youngsters who turn up at the club will go through a multi-event. If they're year seven or above and they want to sprint endurance, they know they want to throw something specific, they go that route. If not, they come to me and they'll go and specialise later on. And you've produced quite a few uh, good young athletes over the years, haven't you? And good coaches as well. Yeah, yes. Uh, probably as many good coaches as good athletes. Uh, what would you, your advice be to uh, any youngsters who are thinking of giving Try athletics everything. a go? Try everything. Try everything. Don't specialise. You know how tall, short thin you're going to be tell you 16 17 don't rule out anything you never know fantastic thanks norma look forward to coming and uh, and learning something from you later <laughs> you're listening to the england athletics podcast follow us on soundcloud or subscribe on itunes like share and comment on social media Richard Bruce, who's taken an endurance group out uh, through the paces tonight. Richard, tell us a bit about your group and what session you'll be putting them through tonight. Okay, so we've got a group of middle distance runners, typically compete over 8.15 up to 3k. Uh, age range from 13 up to 18. Uh, it's a mixed ability group. So that's 80, you said? Um, 13 to 18 or 13 to 18, oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought there's hope for me there. <laughs> um, tonight we've got a mixed pace session. Um, so we've got an 800 at 3k pace. We've got four 400s at 1500 pace. We've got three 150s at 800 pace. And then we're finishing with a couple of sprints. So the idea is just to keep them moving tonight because it's quite cold. And how did you get involved in coaching? Um, I've been involved in athletics since I was eight, sort of club captains and all that type of thing all the way through, but only really got involved in coaching in the last sort of five or six years as my uh, running is starting to wane, um, and I wanted to stay within the sport. And you still run yourself? I still run, I do the Masters. Good, uh, good. 800, so I really enjoy that. Bit of a resurgence in Masters there uh, is, athletics, so, yeah? yeah. Uh, you haven't taken part in a Masters uh, endurance programme, have you yet? No, I haven't, no. Okay, so we're running uh, Masters uh, International Vest uh, opportunities at yep. uh, 10k half marathon marathon okay, yep. so look out for it we're working with uh, British Masters uh, yep. English Masters Federation on that program so uh, yeah. and I guess more people are competing uh, longer in yep. terms of uh, their sport and physical activity in all sports these days yeah uh, the standards really improving I've certainly noticed that no, as you get good. to the top end of your age group you're, you're starting to fall back in the positions get into that next one five years on and you're suddenly competitive again. And what makes uh, this place so special to you? It's obviously close to your heart. Yeah, uh, we've got some, some great kids and some great talent around here, and it just needs nurturing. And we've got Paul, who serves as endurance coach and club chairman, and he's doing lots of jobs at once, and I'm just here to, to give a hand and, and help him and help those athletes on that journey. Well, thanks for everything you do, Richard. I know it's freed Paul up tonight, so he can drink coffee with me at the side and uh, 
put the world to rights. But uh, good luck in everything that you're doing, and I hope you have a great indoor remaining of the indoor season, cross country season, and then of course we're outside with hopefully a, a sun kissed season like we had last year. I hope so. Thank you. Very Cheers. Much. All the best. Don Buckland, who's uh, part of the uh, UKA ACE programme. How long have you been throwing the discus? Four years last November, so it's coming up to five years. This. Were you a footballer, rugby player, uh, who came into athletics, or have you always done athletics? No, I was football through primary school till year five, then basketball from year six to year seven, and then discus. And quite a few transferables between those sports as well, you know, yeah, the ability yeah. to be agile and flexible and powerful and explosive, all those things, yeah? Yeah, I think that has come into play, here. Yeah. And what do you like about Stevenage North Arts, and particularly your coach, Mick Shortland? It's close by, which is convenient. It's very friendly here, definitely very friendly. Mick's just a brilliant coach. I mean, I don't know where I'll be without him at the minute. Yeah, what are you, 17? Yes, I am. 17, yeah. a bit older than my son. Do you think the social environment and everything that, you know, the friendship group within the club offers is really important for young I th- people? I think it is, yeah. You definitely need a friendship group when doing athletics, but... You know, maybe if that isn't your thing, then it doesn't really affect you that much. As long as you're doing what you like. Yeah. Any frustrations you've got with the sport? What would you change if you were uh, uh, in a position to be able to do so? Um, <laughs> there should be more coverage of it on BBC, definitely. I agree. Lizzie Raymond, one of the club's game changer. I'm going to use the word students. What did you enjoy so much about game changers? Well, it's really interesting when you have to learn about all the techniques about how to, like, talk to the little kids, interact with them and how to like do the demonstrations properly, all the different ways, all the different methods you have to do, how they understand and how they listen and how to like sort of yell at them and to make them listen <laughs> so they're not messing around all the time. And can you see that as a good grounding uh, for youngsters who might be thinking about going into a career in sports coaching or teaching? Yeah, it's definitely important to like make sure you have, you respect your coach and that you know all the different skills. So before you actually go and specialise in one specific sport. And, and you're obviously competing as well. You're running yeah, around the track tonight. Yeah. And uh, what's your specialist event? Um, I'm middle distance, so it's 800 or 1500. And I have to do cross country. Cool. And you're hoping to keep going as a participant as well as yeah, volunteering? Definitely. And the two can go hand in hand? Yeah, they go really well together. So what would be your advice to any youngsters thinking of uh, getting involved as a volunteer in their club, wherever it is in England? Um, it's definitely important to volunteer because it gives you really good skills for when you get older and also it's just it's just fun. We'll keep going and Thank thanks you. for everything you're doing for the club and uh, good luck in the future. Thank you. Chris Jones there reporting from uh, Stevenage on a club visit. Well, we've been fascinating to hear uh, lots of things from the road running roadshow, particularly James Westlake, a footballer released as a teenager, then coming into athletics. And it just shows all of the opportunities, some things you touched on, Dean, that are available to people, some of whom take up running later in life, that are available to, uh, to represent your country and some fabulous stories come out of it. I think it's one of the things that's best about our sport. You know, you can, you can be lining up as a complete novice on the same, effectively the same start line as an elite athlete. And actually, if you, if you work hard and you've got a bit of talent, it's probably never too late to pull on an England vest, as we've, as we've heard over the weeks. And of course, as we touched on the previous podcast, you've got Run Together as well, which at the other side to Elite is the, the social side, and that can just be getting involved with running recreationally. I think it just shows that the sport has got something for everybody. A lot of the people at the Road Running Roadshow this evening 
we're here because they see that running as a sport for them. They want to improve. They want to enter events. Um, they want to be part of a team. Other people, as we've as we've seen, run for either for enjoyment, to lose weight, to keep a healthy body, healthy mind. So there really is something, whatever your motivation. And we look forward to uh, bringing loads more stuff, whether it be from competitions or events like this. Hope you've enjoyed listening to this podcast, and we'll be back next time.